What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We in the motherfucking Fight Club. And today we're recapping UFC Fight Night Andre versus Blanchfield. As always, go down, like, and subscribe to the channel. Drop your comments what you thought on the card. And let's get into it. I'm Paul. Pick a win. I'm Concha. And I'm joined with. Hey, man. You already know it's your boy, Kev. Water Boys, your boy, a.k.a. the Dom PYE, a.k.a. the realest motherfucker on your screen, man. I'm not going to lie to you. We got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. So, Paul, man, how'd you fucking like this card, dog? What was it? UFC fight? What's the name for it? UFC fight Vegas? It was Vegas 69. 69. That is one of my favorite positions. But, um... (laughs) I thought it was kind of but, funny. You had two women headlining 69. I was like, I don't know y'all doing that uh, or what. Bro, I got some, and I got some funny shit to say about the card. No, no, I mean, caution. Really discretion advised. Tell all the motherfucking um, feminists to get the fuck out to chat at the moment. We finna have some fun in this card. And yeah, this isn't the video for you, but like, you know, like some people be getting mad about things that don't involve them. Like, some yeah. like on Twitter, like if you see a tweet that hurts your feelings, just keep scrolling. Like, don't. That, that wasn't for you. That wasn't for you. Might have been talking about you, but it wasn't for you. <laughs> someone said people complain about the shit they see on Twitter. is like someone in the old days going down to the fucking marketplace and then screaming at people, I don't like feminists. It's like, okay, bro. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing over here screaming at us about it? Like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what Twitter's like. Like, why would you go screaming? Like, I don't know. But let's get into this shit, bro. Before we get into the main event, Let's just talk about real quick our guy, living legend, Ovon St. Pierre, OSP, 49-second KO punch, Philip Lins, and, uh, I mean, three total strikes thrown, one landed, and it was a leg kick. Man, is it time to hang him up? Is it, is it time to just move on? I just don't understand. I just don't know what – there's a lot of things I don't know when it comes to fighting, right? I don't know what goes in somebody's head when they get old. I don't know what's in Tony Ferguson's head. And I don't know what's in OSP's head. But I'm not going to lie. It may be that time. I haven't been watching UFC a long time. So I haven't been able to see OFC, OSP's great moments. But, like, only Haitian fighter I know. And every time I see him, he's gotten fucked up. <laughs> yeah, we I definitely pour one out for your boy. I mean. Bro, and that's he, not normal. And his like, prime, though, he was a guy. It's just like, it's he's on, like, that Chuck Liddell story now where it's just like everyone's watching you just get, get hurt every time you fight, bro. We don't want to watch you get hurt. Man, that's crazy because I remember I remember doing some research on Chuck Liddell and I seen a video of Dana talking about something. Yeah, Chuck, like, we would love for you to, for him to stop fighting. I was like, wow, the motherfucking boss, your best friend, one of your best friends just said, motherfucking, we would love for you to stop. His chin you. was gone. And you and it'd be like forty seconds to the fight get cracked, just like what we saw here. Like OSP, his chin's gone, and you can't. You just at this point, you're just causing serious damage to yourself. Yeah, that's facts. Because this, this is the UFC, and you're a warrior, man. I respect you. Go out on your shield, but enjoy. Definitely enjoy, salute you on your way out. But enjoy some of that. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy that. Enjoy whatever your contract. Is. Enjoy that. Just go ahead and put that away. Put that in the stock market. Do something to get the fuck up out of there. Open a, open a training gym in Haiti. I know they ain't got no MMA gyms in Haiti like that. Like, we'll do something. And then the only other thing I want to talk about on the prelim, as before we head into the main card, is Jamal Emers beating Hussein Ashubov. Hussein 
Kuzain Ashubov was 23-0 and making his UFC debut. And uh, he lost 30-27 in Amos decision across the board to uh, Jamal Emers. That's just crazy. Like 23-0. and And I'm pretty sure he was touted coming into it. He was on like a three-year layoff. So that's kind of – or two-and-a-half-year layoff. So, I mean, it's not a one, it's not how you want to start your UFC journey, especially being 23-0 and before you come in. <laughs> All right, now let's jump into this main card. I, I mean, we saw four straight decisions before we finally got into the main event. At least the ladies showed up to take care of business. I think that's insane. I don't think I've ever seen that. I was wondering why I kept dozing off. I was like, bro, what the fuck is going on right now? Four straight decisions. When the Jim Miller decision, I wasn't tripping because like, I feel like Jim Miller won the first round and we was, we was all rooting for Jim. Go do your thing, Mr. Miller. But damn, four unanimous decisions on a Vegas card. Come on, bro. And the the worst one was the co-main event. Zach Pogba just had an eight and a half minute control time just on top mount. So it was just like, and uh, Jordan Wright wasn't really doing anything to stop it either. So we're just watching like that for for like fifteen minutes. There was definitely this, if it was packed, there definitely probably have been a lot of booze for this card. A boo. <laughs> So we have a candidate for worst card of the year so far. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Write that one down. Yeah, write this one down. Andrade versus Blanchfield. I mean, though, <laughs> what saved it, though. Whew, that main event was kind of decent. Now. We, got, we saw some titties. We saw some submissions. Like, bro, I mean, that main event, it, it definitely it was worth every penny. So somebody made made um. Uh, the comparison that this Jessica Andrade fight was very is very similar to like Sean O'Malley versus um Peter Nong. How do you feel about that? Like this, I I wouldn't say it was that because uh, Sean O'Malley was really down in the ranks, whereas Blanchfield was at least higher. Like she, I think she was like seven. This was seven. It was, versus it was number ten. Oh, 10. But I mean. You you can agree with that. The only reason why I would say it's a little different is because Bantamweight for men's is stacked. So Sean O'Malley kind of jumped a lot of people. But whereas this is a division, uh, the flyweight for women, that kind of needs to be revitalized. Like we have uh, – and, and and George wasn't even the first opponent. It was really Tatiana uh, uh, um, I mean, uh, Santos, my girl. So she got her, Andrade came in. And it, unlike how Jan and Mally was like booked since the jump, like it's a little different to me. I just viewed it a little different because someone filled in and the flyweights, this happens a lot of flyweights, like, like not in the flyweight, but in women's in general. Like if there's a hot talent coming in, fucking Dota's get jumped to the front a lot. Like Santos was fresh off the contender series like that year. She got a fucking title shot. That's crazy. She won that motherfucker. Whereas in this way, he kind of jumped a lot of big names. He jumped a lot of people to get that uh, number, that Dominic number one Cruz, shot. Dominic Cruz, Cito Vera. Oh, yeah. Hagen. Oh, they had to jump some names. Uh, but the fight itself, I mean, Blanchfield's legit. I, I wanted to see He's how she stood up against a real vet. Like I said, she hasn't been tested. She was she beat ball and meatball. Who cares? Like I don't give a fuck about that. This is a name <laughs> I respect. Yeah, I respect. But you can make the excuse. It's Andrade kind of did fight like 
almost less than 30 days ago against Lauren Murphy, but like she picked up the fight. She felt like she didn't take too much damage and she was ready to go for it. I think Branchfield is just the problem. Like this is a young up and coming like stacked motherfucker. Like I would love to have seen her versus Talia Santos. Do you think it would have been the same outcome? See, Blanche, see, that was one thing I wanted to see is Blanchfield got a takedown on Drodge, got the, um, um, uh, and then even whenever she clipped her and uh, Drodge ducked her head, she and took her back and then got the rear naked choke to end the fight. But for her to be able to take her down, like I was the one thing with Santos, I was like, well, Andrade is, uh, Andrade is just as like probably a little bit better on the ground. And I think Santos, at least, I don't know, Santos is still fresh. I, like she's big. That's her big thing. Like she's big and strong. So I would have to see how she stacks up. But Andrade's certified BJJ, certified on the ground. So for like we saw her do a fucking flying choke last year. Like she is a certified yeah. killer. So for Blanchfield to feel comfortable enough to not even worry about it and like sub- get the submission also to end the fight and was kind of winning some of the exchange. Nice. Some most of the exchanges, I felt like she was Andrade was throwing more, but Blanchfield was connecting just as much without throwing as many shots. So like it is all around performer. So I think if her first Santos was I thought Santos would have the ground game advantage, but Blanchfield showed me like, okay, BJJ submit. She submits people for real. Like she, this isn't her first submission. I'm pretty sure she has three submissions in her fights in the UFC so far. Let me see. Yeah, three straight submissions in a row. So, like, Santos won bread and butter, strong woman on the ground, and I just don't. I don't think. I think Blanchfield's legit enough. I think she actually could beat Santos. That's crazy. We need some fresh talent. We need some new meat for my, for my wife. Yeah, and like we'll see, because the Valentina might fight Blanchfield next. But who? Maybe maybe since Santos, uh, maybe still get that fight going instead for like an interim belt because they love throwing in belts. Yeah, that's actually pretty fucking funny. But how do you feel about Andrade, right? So she says she had a last in ju- a last in judgment because her tit popped up. I saw I saw the video. No, no, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you go first. How do you feel about that? I I love Andrade, Andrada, but that's an excuse, my lady. Like, I don't know. Like, I maybe maybe she was self-conscious of it, but I also know that she has an OnlyFans. I'm not judging her for it, but I know that you're a lot, usually women with OnlyFans are more comfortable in their skin and their body. So I wouldn't expect that to be, like, something that makes you hesitant and freak out or whatever. I, I don't know what's going on in her mind, but from my point of view, I just think this is an excuse, and it wasn't a good one, in my opinion. Now, that's what Loki fucked me up. When I went to go look it up, like, yo, Jessica Andrade, pimp, tit falling out. And then next thing you know, Jessica Andrade nudes. And I seen her naked, and I was just like, oh, oh, this is what, this is what number four, in the, this is what number four in the uh, flyweight division looks like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Gucci on that. But that shit had me sick. But but um, but motherfucking, I mean, like you said, that's an excuse, bro. Like straight up, like you can't just. Even though she said I'm not trying to make any excuses, but like you throw that in the air, like it's not like your tip exploded. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I also think Blanchfield, even if if it was a momentary lapse, 
I don't I don't know. I just, that's what's hard to judge for me. I don't I don't think that's really the reason why she lost at all. I think she just especially in the heat of the moment in a battle. I see street fights where women's titties be popping out and it, they still be swinging. They're not worried about that shit. They'll fix that shit. Oh, titty be swinging all the time. That's when I that's when I get the recording up. Yeah, so that's why I, I'm like you're a professional fighter, like the adrenaline in your body. That you're 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 in like you're in a cage. Like people always say, like you cannot replicate that feeling once you're in the cage and it's locked. Like there's a different feeling that you can stand in the cage at gyms. You can do everything. You can you can think you know that feeling, but you don't know that feeling until you're really there. So I'm just like she was so locked in. There's no I just don't see that as, as a real reason. I respect it. Ah uh, man, well I don't respect it. But Blanchfield is a hitter, bro. She's a hitter. She's a hitter. She's a hitter. I think she has. I don't think nobody's being Shevchenko, but like Blanchfield is a new, new, new dog on the block. We'll see if she can get that title shot. Why are we coming up now? What's next for Andrade? She's just on this great winning streak. She was fucking people. She could fight Santos next. Santos usually like pairing up people coming off losses against each other, so it's either her fighting um, Santos next, and I don't know who else is really available right now. That that. That's really gonna pique Andrade's interest, other than Santos. And then even if it's even if Santos don't fight her, I think Santos might fight either her or Lauren Murphy next. Because Santos got to fight somebody. If it's not Val- if it's not Blanchfield, it's gonna be either Andrade or Lauren Murphy. I don't want to see Lauren Murphy or Santos. No, neither it's not, do I. It's, it's not gonna be as bad as Jessica Andrade versus um Lauren Murphy, but like I don't want to see that. Give me Jessica Andrade versus Santos, Blanchfield versus Shevchenko. And the winner of that fight fights the winner of that fight. Easy as that, Dana. Fucking, we just solved you. We just solved flyweight by what was that? Like twenty seconds. Twenty. Oh, I wish the card was quick as twenty seconds. <laughs> I really fell asleep during this card, and I was like, "That's not that's not normal for me no more." But it had to be done. And no one can say or say, "Oh, you're you're being misogynistic." Go watch the a brief few episodes. Tell me I wasn't probably the only we were one of the few podcasts out here that was like this card's gonna be pretty good. Like they got a number one contendership fight for the main event, got some names in the prelim, Jim Miller's on the card, OSP's on the card. We was hyping up the card. So for I was just heavily disappointed with this. That's why I I, I am allowed to say this shit was weak. I I didn't I didn't say it was gonna be a weak card to begin with. I'm just adding more hate. Nah, I gave I thought this shit was gonna be pretty good. I'm a gangster. I can tell you straight up, that shit was trash. But it all wasn't trash, but it was weak. It was mid. It was mid. Mid card of the year. Like someone's <laughs> only fans. <laughs> I mean, she be having like roses and flower petals. She gets creative. It's just like, wow, you really, with with quads, those strong. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, hey, there's everyone, uh, everyone has a type. Yeah, that's fact. There are, some, that. there are some freaky deekies out in the world now. I mean, it's probably pertaining more to girls, but like, she's probably trying to get the lesbian crowd to like, with those quads, and I mean, I mean, leg all the way back here, like, you see it all. <laughs> with those quads, I'm just saying, like, all right. I'm, <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's, how I about the, that's how I felt about the card, brother. All that's, right. Let's not get canceled tonight, Paul. But all right. All right. <laughs> sure. hey, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Out. We'll leave it there. Right. Let's close it out for niggas get canceled real quick, man. Hey, man. This has been the Toy Blitz Podcast. And if you didn't know, we don't mind telling you, you know, bitch ass friends again. 
that this has been a Totally Bitch Podcast. I'm in this bitch for Paul Pickin' Winning Concert. It's your boy, Lil' KK, a.k.a. the Dom T. Like, a.k.a. the real motherfucker off the screen. And we to get down for UFC Fight Night Vegas in the Apex. It was a, it was mid, but it happens. But we're going to catch you on the next one, man. Don't forget to check out the recap, man. And the NFL season recap coming soon. Wait on it, man. And make sure you wish my niece a happy motherfucking birthday. She turned four last weekend. And hop in the comments and talk your shit, man. But we out of here. Yeah, bitch. Measurements, plug here. Let him in. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regiment. Knowing that I'm heaven sent. Higher than I ever been. Got a problem with being problematic Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic Don't you step into this box if you not batting Cause my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap Man, this gang got rules, man, you better watch your passes This ain't not new, it ain't season maxing All I'm saying is true, you better stop your capping Lacking with Leo, ass all in the passing